Hello and welcome to I Am Geek. This is episode 46 and I am Ryan Street. And again, I'm joined by my brother Chris Street and our good friend Chris Catron. And today, we have a very special day. We have a guest on the show today uh, that is unlike any other guest that we've had on the show before. Because we actually don't, we've never met this this host, you know, usually, or this guest. Usually one of us says, hey, I got this friend I want to bring on the show. This one has uh, come to us from one of our good friends, Josh Shelton from college. And he said, hey, I got this guy you need to, you need to talk to. So we got him here. It's the first for the show. This is James Nguyen. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Hey, James, how perfect, you doing? Perfect, good, perfect. Good. Thank you, thank there you. Go. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> they're that, all saying hello back right yeah now. awesome <laughs> yes everybody who's listening <laughs> saying hello back hello now you may be wondering why we had james on tonight well james is a comic book artist he's come he has his own uh comic book out now he's raising funds for it on kickstarter and uh so it's going to be a little different take we've had some animators on uh that do movies and tv and games and stuff but this is the old school this is going back. <laughs> the ink and the paper. All the way back to Egypt. <laughs> There's a digital that goes with it, too. So. Oh, cool. A, no, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of the new guys uh, do it digital. I do pencil and ink, but uh, but I scan it in and, and all that stuff, okay. digital colors and, and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, Very cool. Well, why don't we just sort of an, an intro. Why don't you give us a sort of a – how you got into this what you know is it why it became your passion um and then we'll go from there and see what happens sure sure so i mean i've been drawing all my life you know it, it's it's one of those stories where you you draw you know you, you get exposed to cartoons and and comic books early on five years old you're drawing and that's all you can remember and then uh about the uh, ninth grade I think when uh, is when I went from hey I, I like drawing everything to I really like drawing superheroes, and uh, that's when Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, Image Guys, all that kind of stuff, X Men and and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what really sparked the interest in uh, in the drawing and and uh, catapulted the hey I could do this for a living because I found out that guys do this for a living and. Um, <laughs> It sounded exciting, so that was the dream, you know. Right. And uh, that's uh, that's where I am, you know. Just I followed the dream for a long time. Uh, didn't lead to where I wanted it to lead, but uh, as an artist, as a creator, you just can't not create. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think any any creator will tell you that it just kind of boils up out of you, and uh, no matter how hard you push it down, you just have to create. So, uh, this is a passion of mine that, that is a, is a part-time thing, you know, it's, it's kind of a hobby, but it really, um, you know, it, it's fun and I get a, a fairly good reaction out of it. So it just kind of, uh, feeds the beast, you know, you <laughs> kind of, uh, just continue because people say, Hey, you got what you got, you got the stuff and you want to believe them and, and it's fun. So, um, so if you if you can't draw for Marvel or DC or or whatever, you just kind of create your own thing and you hope that it, it catches. And, and a lot of uh, a lot of times it does. You know, you you see uh, Walking Dead and all these uh, image oh. things that that turn into movies and TV shows and and things that 
aren't Marvel or DC. And, you know, you know, you just keep that, that, uh, that line in the water, you know, and, and I hope you catch that fish that, uh, that everybody, the, the million dollar fish. Yeah. So well, a lot of times, I mean, that's some of the better stuff really is, is some of the stuff like, I mean, like I mean, walking dead's a great example. Um, yeah. that it's just, it, it, really relies on story i mean the art's great but i mean they just they have a great idea and it's something that's new and different and uh it's really cool uh but yeah i remember um talking about like you growing up with Todd McFarlane and all that stuff i mean yeah that's when i really started getting into stuff too but i think uh the the comic i remember like we would get like the disney comics and stuff as kids and things like that like uh, donald duck and his nephews and Scrooge and all that stuff, but uh, I think what really uh, sort of piqued my interest was when they did the the death in the family, mm. uh, the yep. DC comics where they killed uh, Robin. It was a, it was mm-hmm. the second Robin, Jason Todd, and they mm-hmm. did a because um, that was about the time our our aunt Reba took us to a comp like an actual comic book store. We we're like, oh, look at the comics and everything, and and. The guy, uh, it was Mountain Empire Comics, and the guy there was like, oh, what's what's some of your favorite characters? I was like, oh, I really like Robin. He was like, oh, you know, they're uh, they, they're planning on killing him. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy, like, when you you first find comics? And when I found comics, it was in, in the, a, um, what, are, what were those bookstores that, that aren't even around anymore? But it was like a newsstand kind of bookstore. Yeah. And they were on the racks. And uh, that's where I bought my Spider-Man number one from Tom McFarlane. And then I was collecting those. And then I found Jim Lee, uh, uh, X-Men 268. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, are that into comics, but 268 has uh, the Black Widow and, and Wolverine and Captain America oh, on the front. Yeah. yeah, I remember that one. That one's nice. That, that was that was, that was was it for me. You know, like um, Tom McFarlane was doing Spider-Man stuff and... It wasn't coming out fast enough, you know. Once a month wasn't fast enough for me, you know, so <laughs> yeah. I was I was going there every week, and I go, "Hey, what's, who's this Jim Lee guy?" And uh, and that's that's the one that kind of hooked me on, you know. It was so awesome. It was so I don't know. Jim Lee has this this uh, this style that that uh, you know you think you can I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. Like Tom McFarlane was like so far out there. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I just like looking at it. I can't ever do it. But Jim Lee <laughs> was like, "Hey, this looks awesome, and it just looks like I maybe be able, maybe I can do it." Well, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a universal kind of style that he has. It is. Uh, this is really nice. Yep. So that's what that. Uh, like from the what you were saying, where where somebody takes you to a comic book store, I remember discovering my first comic book store, and you walk in and it's just comics, and you're like, oh. "What's going on here?" <laughs> you know, like you guys have the best job ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I had the the first one I found was there was a cranky guy behind the counter, and he was terrible. <laughs> You know, and X-Men number one came out and Jim Lee, you know, Jim Lee's X-Men came out mm-hmm. and it had, what, five covers or something yeah. like that, four or five covers. And I went in and I pulled out, you know, one of each and I I went to the counter and the guy goes, nope, you can only have one. I was like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? There's five covers. I want them all. And he says, nope, you only have one. 
It's oh, like, wow. I got to find another place. So I found <laughs> another place. Uh, no, no, I, I went, I had a, I had a little different. Yeah. Mountain Empire Comics in uh, Johnson City. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, where I, I'd go all the time. And, this episode is um, sponsored by. Um, and yeah, the the people there, like they they were so good, and like they would hold back comics for me, like every Wednesday, and like I'd have yeah. a pile that I could mm-hmm. go through, and I couldn't get them all every week because so my pile kept building, and I kept trying to whittle away at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really great. Um, I. I I do mostly digital comics now, just because space. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, I I get it. I get it. I mean, it's it's faster, and it's mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a lot of advantages to the technology that that's going on today. Uh, yeah. It looks it looks a lot better. I mean, I don't I don't know. I I still have a, you know, there's I still like the look of the old stuff, but oh, at yeah. the same time, I can appreciate how how much. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to explain. You know, oh, I like oh, no. I, I love the new stuff too. So yeah. Oh no, it's 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 always nice the the smell of a new comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish they'd do it on uh, on newsprint again. You know, it uh, when oh, the image okay. came along, they they did the slicker paper, and it's just mm-hmm. not the same as it uh, it was. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. It was fresh. It was new, and it was uh, you know very appealing. But mm-hmm. there's a little bit. You know, I thumbed through my my old um, X Men comics, and it's newsprint, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a little bit of uh, nostalgia to it that I wish we could get back. Mm-hmm. That that'd be nice. Those and that would that would make it cheaper putty. too. Yeah, they're always fun with silly putty. Always yeah. fun with silly putty. <laughs> 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 you're, you're messing with the value. <laughs> that's me uh so i so i did you know a little research you sent me some stuff on you um mm-hmm. so not only not only have you you have original stuff but you did some stories for some other comic books uh correct i sure did yep i sure uh, did so uh like when you're when you're trying to break into to marvel and dc you just you you try to follow all the advice that everybody gives you and uh, I had a friend uh, who said, you got to network. So he said, I go to these comic book shows and I set up a table and I sell my artwork and I meet all kinds of people and I'm, I network with, uh, with people. And this was like in late, the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So um, he said, you got to come to me to Pittsburgh and set up a table. So we, we rent this uh, like a six foot table, like half of a six foot table and it costs like a hundred bucks or something. And three of us jam into this three foot space and, uh, and we just put out our artwork and try to sell it. And, uh, I had, I had, a a print of Spider-Man and a print of something else, but they sold like hotcakes. And I was like, man, this is the way to do it. And then they had, um, they had parties up at, in the penthouse of uh, of the uh, convention, and that's where I met I met like Michael Turner. I met uh, these. Uh, I ran into Joe Casada. I said hi oh, wow. to him, but you know it, it was it was before he became the the um, editor in chief at uh, at Marvel and things like that. <laughs> uh, Brian Michael Bendis. I met him like before he became the writer for Marvel. Uh, so I met these really cool guys and, and just, um, dark horse was big back then. And I, I just, uh, that was the way to go. 
and that's um, and that's how I thought I was gonna make it big. But uh, and and it was fine, you know. I I had fun. I made connections, but you know, life kind of takes you in a different direction, and uh, you can't put as much time into it as you wish you did. So uh, so you gotta make some sacrifices, and and the sacrifice was, you know, you can't can't put your eggs in in this one dream. You kind of have to start the family. You get married. You get you start the family. Family and marriage is more important than than the dream. So, mm-hmm. but I'm back at the dream. I have I have my family. I mean, I have my wife. I have my my family. I have my job. But the dream is still back there. You know, kind of creeping out. You can't can't <laughs> can't suppress them forever. No. So, uh, so the, it's fun. You know, I don't. I don't think I'm going to make a million bucks. I'm not going to change careers, you know, anytime soon. But uh, but this that's what this is all about. You know, I, I you know you can't stop creating, uh, and uh, you just hope for the best. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, I think we all all of you know all three of us, well four of us including you, have those things in our life that we uh, have passions about, and and you got to keep going uh, in some form or another. Um, because I know, like this is th- that was one of the reasons why we started this podcast. Because I was like, I've got to do. Because I was uh, a, a, basically a musician for my adult life, and then mm-hmm. that job ended. Um, yeah. As a, as a worship pastor, it sort of ended, and I became the stay stay at home dad. And I was like, I got to mm-hmm. do something creatively, and we started this podcast, and um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been great. It's growing, it's growing. Um, it's I did, I never thought that people from the other side of the the world would be listening to me talk, but, uh, they did for some reason. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, but let's get into your, how far is your reach? I'd love to, I'd love to hear uh, how far. Uh, Wait, Japan, Japan. Australia, uh, where else did, uh, New Zealand, I think, Uh, Canada. Uh, Canada. I think we had something in, uh, South Africa. (laughs) Yeah. That's Uh, awesome. That's all. It, It was really weird. You know, when I realized on Instagram that, that I have like I don't know ten or twenty fans from Russia. I was like, Russian people like my artwork. It's kind of weird, and they they comment right. in Russian, and I'm like, man, that's kind of weird. I gotta follow you on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're to look at the top countries of our listens, of course, the United States is top, but the mm-hmm. next is Japan with 149 listens. Yeah. And, and then France with 27. And Canada, fifteen; United Kingdom, fifteen, and uh, you know. So Japan Spain, beats India, like yeah. like uh, the the Canada and and yeah. uh, closer people. Yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> all, all our Japanese listeners have just tuned out now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, we, that's because you're an animation guy, Chris. That's yeah. uh, that draws them in. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing how I uh, just uh, putting a lot. We just put out a little podcast, and it's uh, people from all over the globe, and, and we love every one of them, and we're glad they're listening. Mm-hmm. We hope that's they keep fantastic. Listening. But let's let's dive into your comics because that's that's why we're that's why we're here. That's what we want to hear about. Before we dive mm-hmm. into Alpha Red, mm-hmm. can you remember the first original character that you came up with? Oh boy, you don't even want to know. Oh no, we want to know. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. 
Oh, boy. Like, I guess the first one that, I mean, I mean they're obviously there when you're, when you're drawing as a five, six, seven, eight year old, you're making up some crazy stuff. But really the first one, the first one that, that I made a comic book about was, uh, the, the character's name was Jonas and it was really influenced by Joe Matarera and his, uh, battle chasers, um, comic. And, uh, it was a, you know, fantasy kind of, uh, I don't know, the backdrop, you know, it's it's not set in the real world, um, but it was it was kind of a mixture of uh, fantasy and Bruce Lee's uh, whatever that first movie was, Fist of Fury, I want to say. But I went, you know, I I grew up a, as a, a Bruce Lee fan, and and so I kind of combined the two. But uh, but it, it's out there in the world. Um, <laughs> it's called uh, the the character's name was Jonas, but it was part of an anthology called um, Realms. So I still have a pr- probably a hundred, yeah, six hundred copies sitting in my basement somewhere. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was terrible. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Don't look for it. Don't look for it. Forget. But I yeah, said. Jonas. Jonas was was just like a an angry uh, an angry guy that could fight, you know, and uh, gets himself into trouble and because of his temper and. Just like uh, Bruce Lee in the in the movie. Uh, uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I I like uh, growing up liking comics and everything. I always tried to draw comics. I I'm an okay artist, but um, not not like you. You're awesome. But um, no, uh, no, no, no. Take the comic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> take it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, and I would like. I would try and come up with characters and stuff. And I did drama in high school, and I would just like doodle stuff. And I think I made like a like a drama superhero, and he had, <laughs> he, he had the uh, what? Like a, like, he had he had a mask on, and he had because you know the drama mask. There's like happy and sad or whatever, and he had a he had a sword that had the happy face on it, and a shield that had the sad face, and he had a, like a little sidekick called Mime Bot. Uh, so so yeah, don't feel bad about your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever see any of this? I don't think you saw any of that. Oh. that was, that's, that's my personal collection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's stuff I don't even talk about. You know, the, the personal, the super personal stuff. Uh, no, no, I, I'm pretty great myself, so it's fine. Yeah. I did a comic no. strip once, remember? Uh, you did? What was it? it was, like, I, I still have it somewhere. It was these two guys... Uh, like cowboy like guys, and there was a bull, and that, that was the three characters. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, but at, like last week, we talked about my art career and how that went in high school <laughs> with the weird art teacher, with the football coach. Yeah, Coach Muckler. <laughs> I did get, I used to draw, I mean, I used to love to draw, uh, and I did get one of my uh, pictures put up at Mountain Empire Comics, they uh, put it up on it's the good. wall. Venom. It was, it was Venom. I still have it here somewhere. I could probably get it, but Very nice. <laughs> maybe I'll get it out here in a second. Anyways, um, <laughs> so let's let's. Uh, how did Alpha Red come to be in your mind? Like, how did it all start? Oh man, Alpha Red. Alpha Red's uh, uh, the journey of Alpha Red uh, started. I guess. All right, we'll, we'll just start at the beginning. Because it's been a while, you know, you, as a as a person who does it um, part time, you know, just kind of does it on the side. 
you come up with the idea. Uh, but uh, but Alpha Red was a little different. Um, you know, I have I have other comics like uh, there was Inhabit that I that I worked with um, with somebody, and then I I started Wingman. But when I when Alpha Red came about, it was uh, I did. I did a uh, foobar with uh, with a guy named uh, Mike Imboden, and we had a story. It was a uh, foobar is uh, is a comic. You can you can look it up. Foobar number one was a zombie anthology. It was a um, uh, World War Two zombie anthology, black and white. Hmm. It was it was really fun to do. Cool. And uh, Mike Imboden wrote it eight pages, and I drew it. And um, when I met him, he did. He wrote a lot of superhero stuff. And I said, I like superhero stuff. I don't like drawing World War II zombies. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do this instead. So we we worked up Alpha Red, and um, and it was just really uh, just a Captain America story. You know, some guy gets uh, superpowers. It's really strong, um, patriotic. Uh, saves America from uh, bad guys, you know, taking over the government or whatever. Um, but really, it became a, uh, a more of a, a Christian-based comic um, because of something a friend of mine said. And he said, hey, you're going to be working on this. Um, you're going to spend a lot of time drawing this. Does it Does it honor your faith? And I said, no. You know, it's just a it's just a fun thing, and uh, so it turned from something that was just whatever to so I, I approached Mike and I said, "Hey, uh, I want to make it a more of a, a Christian based thing," hmm. and he was like, "Nah, I'm not into it." So I said, "All right, so can I have the character?" And uh, he's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> so I took the character. <laughs> And I made it into more of a Christian, uh, a Christian story, a Christian-based superhero, um, and that's where it is. You know, uh, I changed, I changed the storyline a little bit, and uh, used the same artwork that that Mike wrote, but uh, but just kind of reoriented it to uh, to align with my faith. Hmm. And so uh, that turns some people off, but it. It works for other people, so it's good. You know, I, I don't have any regrets, uh, but I became the writer and the artist, and so not only are you the uh, creative person, but you're the marketing person. You're the, you know, you have to do it all mm-hmm. uh, when you have to when you're kind of out there doing an indie book. You have to shout the loudest about your project and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, so that's what uh, that's kind of how Alfred turned from uh, just a just your normal superhero from uh, from a Captain America type of person. It, it's still the same character because it's still that's the superhero behind it. Mm-hmm. It's really Captain America mashed with uh, Spider Man. Is is how I think of his personality. He's kind of uh, new at being a superhero, but he's got all these powers, and he's got a uh, just a Boy Scout kind of 
uh, morals. But uh, as far as his, his looks, when when we were when Mike and I were talking about what the what the character looked like, you know, I kind of mashed up some of my favorite superheroes. I, I mashed up uh, Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool was my one of my favorite superheroes. Nice. So the color scheme is is uh, is Deadpool. You know, red and black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I mashed them with uh, the Jim Lee era uh, Cyclops. Nice. So oh, with yeah. the hair and, and the, see that. the goggles. Yeah, that's and that's the look of him. You know, just kind of mash those up, and then the personality being uh, Captain America and Spider Man. So cool. that's the gist of of yeah, the creative, good. the look of him, and then the the. I really like the, the feel. Uh, I really like the little backpack on his. Like I guess. Yeah. Backpack. So, so cool. the backpack is is like a battery. Um, oh, for the for suit. His, right. For ah. for the suit. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So you learn, you learn about why he needs the battery, and then by the end of it, he doesn't need the battery because he's got. Uh... Oh, okay. So, because I read the first one, Chris, you read mm-hmm. the first one too. Yeah, I read the first and one. So yeah. they're talk. They're talking about in there about how. Is he ready? Does he believe? Mm-hmm. Well, he'll just have to use the suit for now. So that's what you mean by the battery. So basically, to start out, he needs the battery for the suit because he doesn't have the right mindset or the right belief. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. So he he doesn't have any spiritual strength. Gotcha. So he's he's going by the the EOS, which is the essence of the spirit. So oh. it's just it's just like pretend yeah. faith, you know, like uh, like a lot of people, you know. Like yeah. a lot of Christians are, you know, they're kind of going by their, uh, what they were taught. Yeah. Sort of the um, surface level, which makes it cool because the back, the backpack's on his outside. So it's like mm-hmm. surface level faith. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets the real deep rooted faith and he doesn't need the surface level faith anymore. That's pretty cool. Right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So in the next issue, you know, he, by the end of it, he becomes, he doesn't need the, the backpack, you know, something happens to the backpack, you know, and, Things happen, and then he has to rely on his yeah. his real, you know, the real strength. And yeah, I like the first episode. I, I like the premise a lot. Um, uh, it um, the writing style and everything kind of reminds me a little bit of Frank Peretti. If you've read any of his stuff, um, he's a Christian novelist. It doesn't. Uh, I don't uh, read. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I, I read I read some his books is like are, yeah Frank Brady's like you know you're like you're like my kids stuff. they they like to read <laughs> but, uh, but Frank, I don't um, you should look him up sometime I think you'd enjoy some of the stories but it's um, yeah, it's like crazy yeah it's uh, right. it's like a secret war some of his books are like a secret war between angels and demons okay type thing yeah. um, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of that with with a different take which is cool um, sure and the writing style and everything just I think uh, I think you would enjoy it if you. So Frank Peretti. Yeah. yeah Frank. This present darkness. I think is one of his books. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, this 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 present darkness is one you can look up. What, uh, what's the name? This present darkness. I think so. I think that's one of this. Yeah, I think that's when I remember starting to read, and then it was like it was like oh, there's creepy stuff going on around me now. Okay, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not finished this one right now. And then I never went back to it. <laughs> So in this, in Alpharad um, is basically tasked with uh, finding the devil, pretty much. The devil is yes. on Earth, 
In, yeah, so I I think yeah. the the thing that most people uh and like when I when I pitch it, you know, I I got this little short pitch when I go to to conventions and they say, "Yeah, tell me a little bit about Alpha Red." And so I I usually start with the devil thing because they're like, "Oh." Uh, so the the devil um the devil has been trapped by his uh, his right-hand demon, which is like his right-hand man. You know, he he was tricked by his his uh right-hand man. Uh, and his soul was was uh, cast into a mortal, a human, and then uh, and then the human, then he made then his right hand demon, Ashby makes the body immortal. So just think of Wolverine without any power. So you're okay. just like a, a human that can't die, like Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so you're powerless, and you just uh, keep living. You you try to kill yourself, and and nothing happens, and but uh, after 40 years, the devil has figured out how to manipulate uh, things that uh, so that he can destroy the world, because he thinks that that is the only reason, the only way that he can escape his predicament. Mm. Hmm. That's really cool. So, um, so in the story, the uh, he's a couple of days away. You know, the, by issue three, he's just a couple of days away from. Uh, the devil is a couple of days away from from the the plan happening, you know, destroying the world. And here's Alpha Red uh, a month into his um, into having his powers, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what he whether he, he even believes that this is happening, hmm. um, and you know what's his part in it, and he's got. He's super strong, super fast, super smart. He can figure stuff out, and and um, what can he do about stuff? That's cool. That's also cool. like, uh, also like um, the the chip thing in the brain. Yeah. yeah. That kind of relays information. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, which is kind of cool. I uh, think you can go a lot of ways with that, which is nice. Yeah. So it's like the I get the idea from the, I I don't have any original ideas so <laughs> so I'm, i was thinking like the matrix you know like you can upload mm-hmm. uh that was that's part of my pitch too when when people uh say well what what does alpha red do i said he's well he's super strong super super fast uh because of this chip that's implanted in his head and you can download um information into his head so not only does it you know that's what makes him super smart is because you can download all the information uh, in the world into his head. Mm. So we're all going matrix there. style. See, the, like this, this, is the, this is the cool thing. Cause like, <laughs> because I, you know, I was a, uh, a pastor, a student pastor, a worship pastor for, uh, uh, 16 years and knew from mm-hmm. high school. That's what I was going to do. So like, I'm just thinking about all this stuff, like, you know, since going to seminary and all the, biblical knowledge like oh you could do this and you could do that and that would be cool yeah it's just yeah. like uh because i'm yeah i'll just keep my mouth shut because <laughs> i'm like oh this would be a cool storyline and plus I, <laughs> especially with the chip because like oh if the chip got if the i'm just gonna start spouting this stuff out now you can take mm-hmm. take what take whatever you want yeah <laughs> if the chip got like it's like the if the devil character i've got fix, two more issues to kind of finish it up you can you can put the icing on the yeah if the devil add stuff if the devil figures out that this the alfred has got this chip uh he could totally turn it into uh the mark of the beast 
And, oh. oh, it'd be so cool. Oh, man. Like flip a, like that's flip not where I was going with it, but man, <laughs> that's that where sounds I'm going good. Now. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, me being just the weirdo, I was like, yeah, yeah he can send spam into his head. Oh, and, <laughs> he could flip that's it. the devil. That's the devil. <laughs> he could flip it for the end, and then he could like start, he could start making his own and like planning and making soldiers. Oh, see, this is cool. <laughs> And again, I'm just like, buy two pairs of pants for one. Yeah, you could have your own, like, <laughs> like crazy Infinity War type thing going on here. Well, you know, being the, being the, uh, the writer and the artist, you know, you, gotta, you, you know your limits. And, uh, and so the, the story is not as big as, as I can. I can imagine a bigger story, but as, a, as an artist who yeah. is limited by time and, and, uh, and those kind of things, time and skill... Um, I limit myself to that, to the story that I can draw. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Oh, no. I, just, makes... I just was excited, really. It's going to kick butt. The, the next <laughs> issue is going to kick butt. I mean, I, I have the issue four and five laid out. Like uh, this, alpha, this uh, Kickstarter is for issue number three, which is yeah. already drawn and and already lettered. It cool. just needs colored. But um, but number four and five are where the action and Kind of the resolution, like all the, you know, the climax of the the story, and uh, you know, you, the the devil is revealed, like the human, de- the Ooh. Satan is revealed, like where he's been for the 40, 40 years, um, that kind of thing. All that comes to a head, and then there's big battles. There's there's uh, big giant robots. There's uh, Ooh, there's all kinds of things. There's a big teleporting thing, and you know, cool stuff, cool All stuff right. that that I've always wanted to draw and that I liked in in comic books and cartoons and you know oh, yeah. Transformers, Fast Cars, mm-hmm. GI Joe, GI Joe Transformers. That that was my thing. Oh yeah, we grew up on that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I still have like all my old GI Joes, even though they're like in pieces because their rubber insides like heated up over time and melted. Did you ever take them apart? Like, uh, I remember when, uh, when I was, uh, it was like a big thing. Uh, what was it? Uh, in Christmas when there would be, uh, an opportunity for, for kids to, to go get Christmas gifts. What was it? Santa's secret shop or something like that. And you could get like cheap, cheap gifts. And one of the gifts was like a, a little handy, uh, like a screw, like screws and uh, screwdrivers, teeny tiny screwdrivers and, and screws. But they would be perfect for GI Joes, and I would always buy them every year. This like three piece set of uh, of screwdrivers, and I would um, unscrew the backs, and then you could like change their clothes. You could change their arms, oh, you could change you their go. legs. You know, uh, Snake That's Eyes cool. would be wearing Duke's uh, Duke's stuff. You know. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to fix mine someday. I got to take them all apart and see if I can switch out the little because they're all they're all held rubber together band. by rubber bands and sure, yeah, it just gets uh, old. Yeah. yeah, I still have the can... uh, aircraft carrier, the uh, GI Joe aircraft carrier. What? Yeah, yeah. huge, six feet long. <laughs> the bad boy. That's six feet. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. That, that's one, a commitment right there. One day my son is going to love me to death. Like, what? 
I'll just keep bringing out all my like, old toys. Like, Too bad, you can't get them anymore. Yeah, you can't get this anymore. <laughs> Vintage. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about He Man? You guys were into He Man. Were you guys oh, into yeah. He Man? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and for the longest, because I was really young. Um, I was born in '81. I think it was it was around the height of He Man when I was really getting to know it. But I couldn't say the letter H. <laughs> so, yeah, so I would call him P Man. No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know any better. <laughs> I, I still have a. Um, I have a couple of He Man uh, figures. Most of mine got gone in a garage sale or something i found out later but i had all the castles so castle gray skull uh no i don't know did i have skeletors uh but i had the um what was the um and the guy horde so that came later yeah so he was like the middle one both both guys didn't you know both sides didn't like him you know he's the middle guy (laughs) but uh anyway i have i have um uh ram man i don't know if you remember him i think that's oh yeah Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, he had the little spring-loaded thing yeah. where he pops up. You know, I still have him, and yeah. I have a He-Man. And the weird thing about all my He-Man figures is that the, all the hands are mangled because I would chew on the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I would just bite on them. The toys had good hands. They, they were like uh, they, they weren't like just fists. Yeah, yeah. they they were like separated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But oh yeah, He-Man was my favorite. I can't remember if I have those or you have those, Ryan. I think I'm, you have all the He-Man. I may have all the He-Man. Um, I, I, and then, then I got all the, when they redid the series on Cartoon Network. Um, I love the designs for that, and I bought a bunch of toys of that. Um, they're just really cool and stylistic. and just yeah. awesome. Uh, I, I like the looks of those, but uh, I never I never saw any of the cartoons. It was actually so pretty good. I can't say. Was it? Yeah, if you if you like Voltron now, which we kind of talked a little bit about before the yeah. podcast, um, I think you would like um, the the redone He Man show. Um, okay. It just it just didn't quite catch on, but um, it had a lot of fun kind of callbacks to the old series. Yeah, uh, a lot of characters and stuff. It was it was cool. I liked it. That's how you got to do it if you got if you're going to bring back uh, the old stuff. Like I, that's why I think I like Voltron. Oh yeah, they bring back a lot of the. Um, the old concepts and the, the things, but uh, they revamp them and and then like animate them. I don't know. <laughs> animate. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, it's good. I like it. Good yeah. show. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the Kickstarter itself? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, what I'm looking for is uh, is thirty five hundred bucks is, uh, is and it really is just to color it. And, and to fulfill the rewards. So uh, Ross Hughes is uh, is the colorist, and he he does stuff for DC. He um, he he's a professional uh, comic book art uh, colorist, hmm. and he does such phenomenal work and uh, worth every penny. And mm-hmm. so, really, that's that's all that is required uh, to to complete the project uh, of, of issue number three. Uh, so this will be the third of five issues that I have planned for Alpha Red, and uh, it takes about a year to to do each comic, uh, and it, and it sounds like a lot a long time, but when you're the artist writer, everything, uh, yeah, things take on things take a while. I mean, the Kickstarter takes about a month to plan, then a month to to kind of run, and then it'll take a month or two 
after that to kind of get all the rewards out the door. So it's it's a lot of work. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, the the support I'm looking for is just you know just some monetary. Um, uh, just funding for for to to pay off uh, him and Josh. You know, Josh Shelton. Um, I actually uh, there were people. This is the second run at the Alpha Red number three funding for to complete it. Hmm. Um, the first time around was unsuccessful, but there were people oh. who reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, we really." want to help you uh, move it forward and they contributed and I gave them some rewards for it and I was able to pay Josh and I was able to pay um, Ross to to kind of um, color some of the pictures that that are offered the, the pinups and stuff nice. so it moved forward a little bit but uh, but really I mean it's complete I'd love to see it in color um, What's awesome about Alpha Red, the the first two, um, were fully funded by by fans and family and and supporters. You know, and I don't have the money. You know, it, I've got three kids. I've got a wife, three kids, a big house. So uh, this hobby has to pay for itself. Yeah. And uh, and so, thankfully, uh, I have not had to really put out any money on my own to, to have this fully two fully colored comic books, uh, fully lettered by other people. Cause that's not my strength either right. to have, uh, the, the comic book lettered. But, uh, now when you say but, uh, for the, for those that don't know, when you say lettering, basically they, they type, they put in the words or I don't, they put in the words. That's, that's okay. Josh's, uh, <laughs> uh, part, you know, it, it sounds like a simple thing, you know, like what, he's just typing letters in word balloons. That's, that's oh. it. But there's a skill to it that, yeah. uh, that is noticeable. Yeah. Um, it, it's part of the, the, the package when you, when you look at it, if, if people aren't doing it right, like I, I've done it before and you know, people don't say it, but they look at it and they go, Oh, this is an indie book. You know, <laughs> whereas if Josh does it and and Ross colors it, it looks like something that you would pick up from Image or or uh, or Marvel or DC. You know, it just looks like a more polished product, and that's what I'm going for. And cool. I want to be able to, at the end of issue number five, go to go to an Image, go to a, a publisher, and say, "Hey, look, it's it's all complete. I just need distribution," wow. and um, that's that's the plan. Very cool. So yeah, when you I mean, say coloring, is that is that digital or is that hand coloring? What's, what's yeah, that? it's 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 digital. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of how um, how it's done these days. Cool. Uh, there are comics that are, that are done uh, by hand, but it's 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 not like it was before. When yeah. I found Jim Lee, uh, I mean that it was all colored by hand. It was all dyes and and uh, watercolor and yeah. and stuff like that. But once um, once Photoshop kind of hit, when image <laughs> image hit, uh, they started using Photoshop, and it, it was a game changer. And sure. people yeah. saw colors like it, it, it uh, comics and uh, comic coloring, like was ne- it had never been done like that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, so and the, and they keep making it better and better. 
where it uh, looks more and more realistic and and it adds so much to the line work. Oh, great, yeah. So you draw because I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I don't know anything. So you draw it by <laughs> hand, then you, mm-hmm. then you scan it in. I do, I do. So and I then he colors. So usually, yep. So typically, like Jim Lee uh, is typically just a penciler. I don't know if you guys are you mm. guys familiar with Jim Lee. No, oh, yeah, I am. Okay. But. <laughs> All right, so he's he's a really uh, famous uh, penciler. He he kind of changed the game back in the the early '90s, um, along with a, a bunch of other guys. But really, their part was was just the pencils. You know, they they draw everything in pencil, and then they give it to a guy who who inks it, and that's a, a different skill. And mm-hmm. then uh, at first, with Jim Lee, and then his inker, his uh, you know his go-to inker was was Scott Williams. And uh, they would take that black and white line work and ink and give it to um, whoever it was at the time. I, I, I can't remember his name, but he would use dyes. You know, they would photocopy it. And the original arc, uh, artwork is still in black and white, but they would make copies of it. And uh, the colorist would come in and color it by hand using dyes and watercolor. And uh, that's what was um i don't know what the process was but that's yeah. what you saw hmm. was with their hand painted hand colored uh, artwork but then when image came along um photoshop was you know the digital coloring was the was the next level stuff and so everybody started just scanning in the black and white inked um stuff not not the not the, the pencil stuff, uh, even though now they, they can color just from the pencils uh, and skip. They're, they're skipping the inking phase of the comic book. Um, hmm. But early on, they would just go straight to the inks. I mean, they, they would uh, scan in the inks and then the, the colorist would then color digitally the, uh, the black and white inked artwork. So, so I, I pencil it and I, and I ink it and then I scan it and then I send it off to Ross and, and Ross does his magic and, and it makes it look very, very smooth and, and <laughs> <Yeah>. beautiful. <laughs> he does a lovely mm. job. I think I've seen mm-hmm. some of his work. I looked him up real quick. Um, yeah, no, he is, uh, he, I mean, he's, he's legit. He, yeah, he does, he does DC, uh, yeah. comics and Some Harley Quinn stuff. That's cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Superman and Harley mm-hmm. Quinn. Very cool. <laughs> you also you also did um, cards for Upper Deck, didn't you? I did. I did. I mean, that's that's uh, really so. My my professional uh, stuff goes as uh, you know published stuff. You know, that's what kind of people kind of count. Uh, uh, Fubar was one. Uh, Fubar number one was uh, one of the things that were uh, published by Alterna Comics. And that was, uh, I mean, that number two went like uh, New York Times bestseller comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was only part of number one, <laughs> but uh, I didn't get, I can't, I can't claim the uh, New York Times bestseller <laughs> credit, but, um, but it was legit. You know, I, I did, I did number one for that uh, anthology. And then the second one was uh, Atomic Robo. From, oh, I think after that, yeah, I've seen some yeah. of that. Yep, nice. I th- I thought for sure Atomic Robo was just going to blow up because it was just such an awesome uh, comic book, 
and I yeah. thought they were going to animate it, and I thought it was going to be the next big thing. But uh, it, it just kind of kind of hovers at at um, like fans really love it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to kind of break out into any kind of mainstream yeah. uh, thing. But I I got to do um, a short story in uh, Atomic Robo. But uh, the sketch cards are, are kind of, uh, were just kind of a neat thing that, you know, I get to work on, on Marvel properties for a legit, you know, upper deck thing. And, uh, but yeah, that I did uh, a set in 2008 or 2009, and then I did a set last year. Um, Very cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, if you, if you, if you check out my Instagram or, or uh, my Facebook. That's uh, you'll see. What's your Instagram? What's your yeah. uh, James Q Artist, I believe. James, yeah, James Q Artist. Artist. Q is my middle initial, so it's like the James it's a lot. Bond guy. It's just yeah. easier than just putting James in the wind, and people are like Jane N G. What? There you oh, are. It's not there. There you are. Officially been followed by IMG. Followed. Awesome. (laughs) And me too, personally. (laughs) I'm there then. I made it. You made it. You made it. Oh, these are cool. You're at your high. You reached the high point. (laughs) Oh, so I see that you did a uh, a, uh, Luke Skywalker. Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, as as an artist, you're just trying to pimp your stuff. You know, you're just trying to... uh, to, uh, do what you like, but at the same time, do what uh, you think people, other people, would enjoy. Mm-hmm. So Star Wars was was uh, was coming out, so it was just a, a fun thing to to do. So uh, yeah. what would you think of the Last Jedi? <laughs> you know, I, oh, no. I know people hate it, but when I watched it, I enjoyed it. There were a lot of things that that were. You know, that are wanting, you know, but uh, overall, I don't get out to the movies much. So I, I watched it for, as a uh, just as somebody enjoying a night out. Yeah. But I, I actually was a, able to enjoy it. And then everybody's like, what? You liked it? Even with the, the milking of the, yeah, the the weird thing in my head is Luke milking the whatever that thing was. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Got that out of your head. Yeah. I was like, what's going on there? But. But I, I did enjoy it. I, I, I'll catch flack for it, I'm sure. But uh, We'll let it pass. No. <laughs> we all loved it here. Uh, go, go back and listen to the, the Last Jedi Roundtable, and you'll see what we thought about it. What episode was that? That With is the... uh, oh, episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was episode... Uh, 36. Uh, uh, 36, yeah. Oh, wow. 36. All right. I have to I have to go back and look. <laughs> I know it got I know it didn't it didn't get uh, a lot of good stuff, but uh good I won't yeah, I won't start my my rant on it again. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big Star Wars. I know uh, you can see behind me if you're looking at me there's I even have a last shot of poster up. I need to find something to replace it with. Uh, <laughs> but I just love that art. I just love the art of that poster. Uh, and then like the shelf in front of me that you can't see is just all it's like a big ikea shelf that takes up like the whole wall and it's all Mm -hmm. star wars i'm a big star wars geek Um, yeah so chris was in stuff what about what about the uh one two and three episodes one two and three i even liked one two and three i mean i liked it i know that gets a lot of flack but i mean it was they were fun and uh i remember you know uh 
I remember, you know, when the first episode one came out, and it was just like, it's back. You know, it's, yeah. it's back. And, and I remember going to see it in some little theater. You forgave and, everything, didn't you? You forgave everything because you wanted so much. You yeah, wanted it to be so good. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I want it to be good. I mean, four, five, and six will always be the best. There's there's nothing that's going to sure. top those, um, in, in my opinion. But one, two, and three wasn't bad. Now, <laughs> I need to watch The Last Jedi again, but I like one, two, and three better than I did The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> if that's telling you anything. Um, but and then I liked Force Awakens a lot, uh, and I loved mm. loved Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue uh, One was was amazing. Uh, was such a oh. surprising. Uh, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. And then I'm excited about the solo movie coming out. So are you? Oh yeah. I heard that. I I hear a lot of flack about uh, yeah. the trailer. I'm it's a think. little campy. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I, I'm not. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna diss it until I see it. What uh, about the poster controversy? Oh, that's you ridiculous. see the poster. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's ridiculous. Was that? Was that? Uh, so what is that? Plagiarism or not? I to me. Okay, if you, for those of you that haven't seen it, basically the, there's five or six posters for Solo that has all the different characters. Each one gets their own poster, and it's a direct ripoff of like so an old Sony. Um, album covers or, or something like that that is different genres that they put out a collection. But if you put them side by side, they look exactly the same except one of them has Star Wars characters and one of them has people singing and playing music. And I, to me, it's like, okay, Disney, um, do your fact-checking. Uh, <laughs> but this lot. isn't the first time that they've, they've done this. This is not the yeah. first time they do it. But because they're Disney, yeah. they get away with it. Sure. Uh, yeah. Actually, the Lion King um, is a direct ripoff of a cartoon um, uh, from Africa, uh, I believe, or from somewhere. Uh, uh, White uh, Lion. The White Lion, or something like that. If you put them side by side and watch them side by side, it's the exact same movie. Really? Yeah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's it's like a totally off subject, but I saw a thing. Um, uh, the Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. Yeah, I saw a thing where pe- someone took scenes from that and matched them directly with Splash. Splash. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it actually, I mean, it's it's scary close in a lot of places it's just like wow really okay <laughs> i just thought that was funny this kind of crazy i mean you can't really create anything new anymore it doesn't seem yeah there's know? a book called oh. still like an artist and it's written about a guy he's basically talking about how as artists we basically are constantly stealing stuff from other artists whether we realize it or not and mm-hmm. So I don't know if Disney, you know, if they're just like, hey, that looks cool. Let's use those for our things or if if it was an accident. It didn't look like an accident to me, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, it didn't. Yeah, Disney wouldn't do that, Coco. I don't know why. <laughs> they wouldn't do that at all. They wouldn't. I didn't, I didn't say anything. If it was the other way around, though, <laughs> the company would have been sued by Disney. Absolutely. Uh, They'd be bankrupt. Oh, yeah. They would be gone, vaporized. No, but even even as a even as a um, what was I thinking? Um, the way I I create stuff, I mean, you can't help but be influenced by yeah by what you see. You know, I my 
I feel like my style is a combination of, of my favorite artists. You know, I, I like Jim Lee. I like Joe Matarera. I like Joe Quesada. You know, the, those three uh, guys were always my top top three. I'd buy whatever they, they bought. And I mean, they, they whatever they were drawing, I would buy that. And then yeah, I would consciously, like, steal (laughs) (laughs) like how they how they did certain things like how big their hands were how Mm -hmm. how uh you know how dramatic their their scenes were you know not not direct poses not direct uh you know Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of aping going on you know where where you just take the exact same uh, picture and and then just redraw it as a different character and that's that's not what i would do but i would i would dissect uh, I, uh, what I like about a picture, you know, as yeah. an artist, I, I just dissect what I like about a picture and just like, uh, absorb it, you know, like, like they did that really well. I like that part of their, uh, their style. And then, I'm I'm going to see if I can recreate that energy, that, that excitement in my, in my artwork. And ultimately it, it, it comes out as something completely different. You know, it's not as obvious as those posters, you know, where it was yeah. same color, same, <laughs> yeah. just the same yeah. idea, you know, well, all, all of it. Yeah, there's a difference between being, in, yeah, being influenced by it and basically just yeah. ripping it off. <laughs> sure. Sure. Katrin acts like he's going to say something. He starts to talk and say, it just freezes. I, I'm, uh, no, I'm just waiting to make sure I don't butt in. But uh, <laughs> this, this is on the same uh, note of like things that copy other things. Uh, have you all ever noticed that uh, Army of Darkness and uh, Lord of the Rings, the two towers, have some, a lot of similarities? I don't think I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of a, I, I, if you watch the big battle scene in Army of Darkness, y'all are familiar with that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they've got all the uh, the skeletons are coming up to uh, whatever it was. It's been so long since I've seen it, but um, and you think about the two towers where they're attacking the Helm's Deep, right? <laughs> they're mm-hmm. coming. In. There's there's a lot of similarities. There's like there's a part where. Um, in, in Army of Darkness where there's a skeleton standing up and he's like, yo, or whatever, you know, and he's he, he's making this motion. And there's a part in Two Towers where there's this orc or whatever. He's standing up on a rock and he's like, and, I, and while I, before I said this, I was looking up online and, and I said, I put um, Army of Darkness and Lord of the Rings, and there are a ton of, of results of people making comparisons. Saying <laughs> with, without uh, Army of Darkness, you wouldn't have uh, this uh, movie. Uh, or some of there's some things they took from Army of Darkness. You know, it was, uh, it was interesting. Of course, I think Army of Dar- or uh, Lord of the Rings was probably written a long time ago, right? Um, yeah. But it, that scene but, that scene probably the, is not the movie not, though is not yeah the movie came out after oh, Army but, yeah, yeah so I don't know it's interesting you ought, you, you ought to watch it with that that uh, lens now and you'll be like oh my gosh and there's there there's a lot of images that they that people talk about and there's that are direct ripoffs <laughs> to and people are like oh it's a stretch but it, it's funny you know to think about <laughs> so we're approaching the uh the hour mark which see when we get talking we well, just it just time, sure time flies but there's a couple things that happened this week that i wanted to uh just shoot out there uh 
John John Favreau or Favreau or however you want to say his name, uh, who's the uh, writer director, blah blah guy, has been. Uh, <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> you know that guy. He's an Iron Man. He's the uh, Jungle Book. He's and also anyway, Disney has given him his own uh, Star Wars show to write and produce for the new Disney streaming service. Uh, don't know what it's going to be about, but that's coming out. Mm. Uh, so that should be interesting. I think it's going to be Swingers in space <laughs> space yeah. uh, that's the new solo movie I'm pretty sure that's the premise for the new solo you're movie. so oh, money okay. you don't even <laughs> Vegas baby Vegas <laughs> uh, so that's coming out and that's really uh, they're, that's the thing with, with a lot of this bringing the old back it seems like they're bringing the old back but they're just pounding it into the ground as much as they can and just getting it out there. So <laughs> I hope that Star Wars doesn't become um, so oversaturated that it's just like, who cares about Star Wars? But I don't know. Rebels was good. Rebels ended. Yeah. Rebels um, ended. I haven't seen it. Uh, I won't don't say, say anything. anything. I won't say anything. But uh, <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> did, uh, Jessica Jones uh, season two started this week. Today. Right. Tonight. Today. Yeah. yeah. So got to get on that. Got to watch that. One of my favorites of the Marvel shows they've had on Netflix. Um, and then for those that love video games, a new teaser trailer for the new Smash Brothers dropped today oh, yeah. uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Good thing I got the Switch. Yeah, well, <laughs> and not not a PlayStation Four. I'm right. not gonna buy a, a Nintendo for one game though. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be good but there's a, other stuff that happened uh, uh, that this week that we could get into later uh, Chris and I did I don't know if Katrin got to watch it yet but we watched the show on Netflix and I think we're gonna dedicate a whole uh, episode of I Am Geek to because it is so insane and so crazy yeah. so go watch it now and then we'll talk about it later it's called The Push by Darren Brown it's on Netflix I'm not gonna tell you anything about it just go watch it is it, it. La Push? No, no just the, the push. The push. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not French. He's from uh, London or something. No, it's, like that. it's a yeah. reference from uh, the Twilight movie. Uh, so oh. If you kept, I'm sorry, my wife is, was huge into to, to Twilight. I'm sorry, so I watched it several times. The <laughs> uh. push. Anyways, the push. Uh, go check that out, and we will talk about that soon. But next week. Uh, we have another guest coming on, hopefully. Yes. Uh, the creator cool. of Lucas the Spider. You may have seen him on Netflix, or I mean on YouTube. Uh, one of his videos alone has 17 million views. Lucas the Spider is going to be live with us next week on I Am Geek. But <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting stuff out. Did you start to say something, Chris? Ooh. Sorry. No, 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 you're good. Anyways, so that's next time. But James, I want to say thank you for coming on, especially such short notice. We just decided the day to make this happen, and uh, I guess you're still there. You're still there, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I, I didn't want to cut you off. I no. really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to to kind of uh, bring some attention to uh, to the Kickstarter. Uh, I have a I have a website that goes right to my Kickstarter's uh, alpharedcomic.com. Uh, I, cool. just, I just thank you for letting me talk about it, you yeah. know, and, and geeking out with you guys about some uh, some of the geek stuff. I'm on the website right now. You have uh, looks like around fourteen hundred dollars right now. 
Yeah, if if it went over fourteen hundred, that would be it's, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's one thousand thirteen eighty. Oh, on mine it says one thousand four hundred and nine dollars. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, all right. Somebody somebody Hello. else pledged then. I I haven't. Uh, you know, I you can obsess <laughs> about Kickstarter. Yeah. And, and like every other minute, you refresh, refresh, refresh. Did anybody? <laughs> did anybody pledge? Did anybody pledge? And that's why it feels like it takes it, it takes a lot of energy. You know, like the whole month, you're just like. You got to promote. You got to be the the microphone. You know, you got the megaphone. Like, please come check it out. It's awesome. You know, like I love you. But uh, I mean, and I do. I, I mean it. I, I I'm very grateful for for all all the people who, uh, you know, it, it's money. You know, you, you earn your money, and and you're you're gonna invest in in some project that may or may not happen. It's gonna happen. You know, uh, for with with mine, uh, it's it's kind of it's it's already. It's done. It just needs printed and and sent out. But, um, but yeah, you you it, you're counting on your friends. You're counting on your the fans that you've made, the networking that you've all you put in. And then you know you kind of you're hopeful about the you know people buying into this could be something. You know mm-hmm. something worth worth the the twenty thirty minutes it takes you to read your your comic. And and uh, no people are great. You know a lot of people are just. Uh, just very generous uh and i'm grateful cool and i'm grateful to you guys for for uh for taking you know putting me on and let me talk about alpha red no it's great i mean i'm excited to see what comes of it um if you have some extra money laying around which you you do somewhere uh take your time and uh, get on there and pledge some uh support um we need more good stories uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we need more good stories, not just the rehash of Wolverine dying and then coming back to life, <laughs> 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 or, or or what have you. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to see uh, when the devil finds out about the chip and, and turns it into Mark of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> that is now in issue number four. <laughs> Thank you, thank you again, James, for coming on. And let us know uh, um, how what happens. You know, yeah, yeah. This. Let I, us know I, what happens. You know, yeah. I, I really, you know, the the way it's been going, uh, it, it feels like the the first time where it, it was successful. So uh, I'll I'll reach out to you guys and, and let you know that uh, that all is well. You know, it, it ends on the twenty sixth. March twenty sixth is, is the last day, three p.m is the last uh, that you can pledge and there's there's lots of cool stuff that that you can get if you're into uh, original artwork and and things like that um but uh, I, I will definitely reach out to you guys and and uh let you know that uh it's been successful and it's uh, all up uh, all because of uh, i am geek you know <laughs> really stretching it out to japan we've got, we've got such my, reach. my japanese uh pledgers will will be uh coming in I'll, I'll check now because because uh, it's open to it's open globally so anybody cool. around the world can uh can pledge and and get uh copies of one two and three you know nice. digital or or physical copies that's so cool. 
You got t-shirts on there. You've got all kinds of I stuff. I got t-shirts, baby. I know. you did, Have you sold any t-shirts yet? Because I, I was listening to the last week and no. you haven't sold any t-shirts yet. You know, maybe I'll buy a t-shirt. Oh, there you go. That maybe that's, that'll be one of the rewards for my you thing. Could, you know, you can get a I Am Geek t-shirt. There we go. Monica, Monica says she's going to buy one. I haven't seen it yet. But of course, of course, Chris still hasn't bought one. So. I haven't got one. So, you got you got to start wearing it. You got to do you guys do a, a video podcast? Uh, gotta... we, we do sometimes when we can. The problem is with it. We do it so late at night that uh, yeah. We, yeah, we can still do a video. Yeah, we can still do a video. But we, we've done a couple of live ones, but it's uh, yeah, we don't get as many viewers. Live ones are fun, talk. though. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. We've got radio faces. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have Join all the of club, them. Brother. Yeah, we Join have the call on video. I just have to find time to actually sit down because it actually takes a lot longer for me to put stuff on YouTube than it does to put stuff on SoundCloud. Uh, so I've got to find the time between a screaming toddler and a uh, screaming uh, six-month-old to, to, to get, get it all on YouTube. Uh, we also we are now on Google Play. So if you use awesome. Google Play, right. you can find us on Google Play, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on SoundCloud, and as always, you can find us on imgeekshow.com. But <laughs> 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 well, anyway, James, thank you so much for being on. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, until next time, this has been I Am Geek, and we will talk at you next week. See ya. Goodbye.